Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and welcome to this weekly call. We didn't have a live call last week because I shared um, a new video and recording from the new series um, sessions with Jill, or shared sessions, I think is what I have the series called, and it was Jill and Paul. So if you haven't uh, checked that one out, you probably will want to. <laughs> it is um, exciting to share some things that happen in, in so-called quote-unquote private sessions because there's so many um, amazing revelations that come through for the client. And what I've learned over the years is that there's a lot of things that happen in those sessions that are relevant and um, extremely valuable to more than just that one client. A lot of people can relate to their situation or their questions, etc. It's also inspiring. And a lot of us feel a little void of soul-based conversations. So whenever I have a client that's willing to share theirs, um, I feel like it's very uplifting and sort of like, oh yeah, we can, t we can get to that level <laughs> while we're in our humanness. Ah, yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very good. But for today, I'm actually not sure what will come through today, but I am excited. And it's interesting because I'm slightly nervous. And when I'm nervous, it tends to be some of my favorite sessions <laughs> or some of my favorite calls. So um, I don't know what that's about, but here we go. I do want to give you a heads up that in at my house today, I'm in our house in Boise, and they are doing our spring cleanup. Um, so I hear the little blowers, and sometimes I hear people talking in the background. Samson's outside, and he may want in later, so just... There's, there's a lot going on at the Feeler House today. Anyway, let's get started. I encourage you to take a couple nice deep breaths. Just relaxing your shoulders. We're telling our body that we're going into new gears. We're going into another level of ourselves that's always available, that this world will tend to not ask us if we want. We have to invoke it ourselves. Okay, very nice. All right, let's get started right away. Okay, so for those of you that know me, um, this won't be a surprise, but for those that may be newer to my work, what I'm sharing is not scripted. I don't I don't know as I want to say from my brain um, where we're going. It truly is divine inspiration. And for some of you that don't believe that's possible, I would ask you to consider where composers um, were, where did that idea of a composition or lyrics come from? Amazing authors, um, inventors, engineers, etc., are often divinely inspired by ideas and concepts and truths and messages that are from beyond their human brain. They are also unscripted. They are also very unplanned. And what I've learned in my experience as a very typically formerly left brain person that I have gotten into routine where I allow myself to go into that state of awareness that's beyond my humanness. It's beyond what I know as Jill or what I've humanly experienced as Jill into what I know as the divine realm. So how do I know they're divine? Because they're loving, loving of me and loving of everyone, <clears throat> excuse me, and everything else. If that's not divine, I don't know what is. And I have years of experience of being absolutely flabbergasted 
not just by the wisdom that is accessible to all of us, um, but also the tremendous love and compassion and healing that's available for all of us. So no, I'm not in the church. Um, no, I'm not um, you know, of a particular religious ideology. I just had, for various reasons, planted within myself, I feel, sort of an idea of what I was looking for and the concept of a supreme creator of God. And I didn't find it in organized religion. I, um, I felt a lot of judgment. I felt a lot of shame by those that were calling themselves saved. So no, I'm sorry, but I didn't see God there. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> okay. So I um, left organized religion. It was um, not a tough decision. I was looking for God and it wasn't there. So I kind of didn't pursue anything else. I was just open to other ideas. I stumbled across a concepts that are considered quite new age and I didn't love what I was seeing there either, um, but I kept pursuing a version of source of God that I knew was real and true for me and felt like what I was looking for. And lo and behold, I found it within myself. And I love to inspire others to also know that that, that root, that core of who and what we are is eternally loving and that all life stems from God. Okay, yeah, see, we can keep it simple even. <laughs> no advanced mathematical formulas or years in a cave required. Okay, all right, <laughs> so here we go. Hmm. <sighs> we, have a, we have a fun time explaining kind of what we're doing here to those that are newer to our work and what we've found is that it's actually um, somewhat entertaining and even satisfying to those that are already aware of the work that you and I and, and what Jill calls her team, what we do together here. So welcome to today's message. There is a lot of energy in, um, there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of shifts in play within the human consciousness fields. That is some of the reason that there's so much um, heightened polarity and uh, divisiveness and sense of us and them is because those shifts, those even consciousness platelets, we'll call them, are in the midst of a significant uh, shift and shuffling. So those that have planted their feet quite firmly within very dogmatic or narrow-minded, narrow-hearted ideology are going to feel the most disrupted by these movements. Those of you that identify with your light with your love are the least um, antagonized by these shifts, okay? So let's just contrast that for a minute. Those of you that we're talking about and that mainly tend to hang out here in our conversations, um, you identify yourself based on your eternal energy. You, you've already accessed and realized and uh, decided that you are more than just your human roles. You are more than um, being a daughter or a son, a mother or a father, a sister or a brother. You are more than your career. You are more than your truths. You are more than your beliefs. And that awareness of what you are more than and that you are eternal energy capable of amazing creations, capable of amazing um, 
receiving of love and giving of love in any reality and in every reality, and where there is no there beyond the concept of a reality. You have a basis, you have an extremely broad and even limitless foundation for how you sort of plant yourself or anchor yourself within your current reality known as Earth and your human bodysuit. So you have more flexibility. You have more, it's kind of like a, the palm trees in the wind in a hurricane. You've got more sway to you. And you are um, probably more confused by the level of heightened kind of ramped up anxiousness and stress that others are feeling based on very polarized beliefs and ideologies. So what we want to point out that maybe isn't as obvious is why some folks that um, appear and seem so expanded in their consciousness and so um, high vibe in a lot of ways, why they may be getting their feathers ruffled in this latest round. So we want to provide some kind of peeling back the curtain of what we're noticing so that you can see it and hopefully slide into compassion versus um, judgment or thinking. Anyway, we find it, we think it will be helpful. Okay. So what they're, those that are kind of freaking out in the midst of this um, churned up anxiety and stress and polarity and divisiveness, what's happening is that they are really feeling like at a core, their, their sense of purpose, livelihood, sanity is dependent on, on their beliefs, their ideas sort of winning um, politically. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the, um, a prime example is uh, gun control in the USA. And Jill is just absolutely thrilled for being sarcastic um, that we're going here. But <laughs> here we go. Okay. So... It's partly who Jill is, and it's partly who her, her um, partnership, companionship with these, uh, with this all that isness that she calls her team, that gives her this uh, ability to truly see the intelligence. We're going to repeat that because <laughs> that's the sign. Truly see the intelligence of all sides of issues for the most part, <laughs> but with gun control, she's got it, okay? So for those that are on the, the side, that they're just sure that it is the right thing to limit this, this set of weapons and have stronger background checks or ban all guns, et cetera, what they want, what that group wants at its core is safety it's it's such a beautiful desire, right? They want to keep their children safe. They want to keep their families safe. They want to keep total strangers safe out of love. It's a, it's a beautiful intention. It, their, their heart is in the right place. These are intelligent people. They, they, they think they have an answer. And it's, well, you know, if, if that person didn't have a gun, then less people would die. It's very rational. It's very practical. It's very pragmatic in a lot of ways. The other side is also intelligent. They're looking at history. They're looking at um, the founding fathers. They're looking at ways that 
when we tried to, when we, the U.S., we're letting Jill pop in here, uh, when the U.S.A. pulled away from um, England, there was literally a war for U.S.A. sovereignty. So there have been instances throughout history where the citizenry has had to defend itself from its own government. And those that are, tend to be pro-Second Amendment, um, pro-gun rights, that is their primary sort of like, they're, <laughs> they're thinking through it, it also. They're just seeing something very different. Now, it's interesting that those that are for gun rights, they're often demonized as, well, they don't care about people. They, don't, they obviously don't care about children. They obviously don't care about families like they say they do, because if they did, they wouldn't want guns. But if you actually talk to them, if you actually listen to them, you will see that they, of course, love children. All sides love children. All sides love families. All sides love their families and want everyone to feel safe. But their concept of how to get to safety in the current world is very different. Very, very different. So is there intelligence on all sides? Yes. Is there love of life on all sides? Yes. And it's so fascinating to Jill as she listens to both sides, either in podcasts or in media or in, um, on social media, she keeps seeing this sense of, well, the other side surely are idiots because they, you know, they must not know anything. They must have their head in the sand. They must be morons. They must not love children. I mean, there's such weird accusations that dehumanize the other side. And she keeps waiting to find somebody that she normally listens to on both sides to kind of say it, to give credit to the other side, but she keeps not seeing it. So that was our idea <laughs> for today to uh, let's ask you both sides. We've done it before and we like to do it again. And the reason it matters, the reason it matters is because your soulfulness sees the bigger picture. And everyone here, we safely say, is desiring for a more personal um, inner connection with light, with love, with the knowingness of source energy. So wherever in your life, even something as 3D as gun control uh, issues and debates, where in any issue where you are limiting your vibrational field to one narrow lane, and that you're right, and that no one else must be sane and logical and connected to source in, in their own way, etc., you're actually limiting your vibrational range and you're limiting your ability to be, hold, represent the true light of source creator. <sighs> okay, so are we asking you to like everybody's opinion? No, that's not fair. You're in your human bodysuit. You're definitely gonna have opinions and assessments and discernment and even judgment about, about what you think is right. We're really only asking you to give the other sides that, are, that feel differently than you do the credit and the soulfulness that they deserve, okay? So it matters because it's limiting some of your vibration by being so polarized and so divisive, even with yourself. So you guys, I'm going to sneak back in here. One funny idea I had is <laughs> because those of us that still 
kind of consume any mainstream media news, we can easily just go like me when we hear the other side. So I, I mean, I definitely have my favorites too. I'm more libertarian than I am anything else. So I just like the government to kind of stay out of our business and, and do the things that I think it does well. And we probably have differing views about what the government does well and what's a success and what isn't a success. So as a libertarian, I tend to find myself more naturally listening to other sort of libertarian sorts of views. But just one second here. Okay, very good. All right. So, and I force myself though to listen to other sides um, because I want to know. <laughs> I want to know kind of what they're doing and what's what's hanging out there. But I definitely have my favorite. So a funny idea I had is to um, find somebody that like loves Rachel Maddow and hates absolutely like ugh, can't keep a straight smiley like authentic smile on their face when they're watching. Um, Bill O'Reilly. I was like, what's his name again? Bill O'Reilly. So that would be so funny because I actually, Bill O'Reilly is a libertarian and I'm not saying I like the guy, but there are some very rational arguments that he makes. And I, I, Rachel does too. She's not my favorite on the, on the more kind of left leaning side. Um, I prefer Diane Reem who's on NPR um, but I, some people probably don't even know who she is. Sorry, the guys are like literally right outside my window right now, blowing their blower. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I thought it would be funny if somebody that I know that hates Bill O'Reilly and loves maybe Rachel Maddow or Diane Reem or something that we just videotape each of us on a screen watching at the one that like the one that we don't like and just see if we can keep a straight face and see if we can find love in our hearts <laughs> for both sides, even though we may not personally like them and may not agree with them, that we're sort of like discharging the tension and maybe even the hate <laughs> for the other side. <laughs> I think that would be funny. <laughs> anyway, because um, it'll be a test for myself too, because as Rachel says things and I just, I just feel her like turning this crank of hate <laughs> for the right <laughs> and Bill does the same thing, probably, for the left. But anyway, it's just funny. <laughs> I love you guys so much. And I am excited about um, what the team is sharing here today. Because I do know that my, my awareness of seeing the intelligence on all sides does help me stay in my light. I know it does. It helps me feel compassion and grace even when I don't like somebody's view or even if I don't like how they're doing their view. Um, but that sense of allowing that, that everybody's trying to do the best they can with what they know in some of the most divisive topics is maybe it isn't easy as easy or natural for all of us, but what if it could be more natural? Would, do you feel like that would be an upgrade for you? I'm, you know, I'm encouraging you to kind of contemplate that if you feel easily polarized and sure that the other side has it wrong. <sighs> okay. All right. So going back in <laughs> to the message here. Okay, so uh, blah, blah. We, we picked a good hot topic and we picked it for a lot of reasons and that's because it's not going away. We don't see timelines where, uh, where either side is delighted about how things go. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, we're just debating with Jill about whether to go into some of the other areas. 
Yeah, I do. Okay, since the majority of majority of you here tend to be more towards the gun control side, we do want to offer another kind of peek behind the curtain that that you may not be aware of, and we would say probably are not aware of. One of the other reasons that those that are for the 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 American right to own weaponry is because they've actually they have also research that there are parts of the world that have banned the same type of weapons that the gun control advocates want to want to um, isolate and make illegal. They've they've looked at what's happened with those policies and how it's worked in other countries. And the research would indicate that taking those guns out of the hands of the public actually doesn't decrease deaths. It doesn't decrease murders. It doesn't decrease mass um, mass killings. Um, and that's sad. It's not like that, that side, from what we've seen, it's not that like that side looks at it and says, yay, it doesn't work, more people got killed. They're just as upset about the killings. Sorry, this guy is, again, right inside my window. <laughs> um, just doing his job. So let's just, let's go there. It's gonna be uncomfortable for a lot of you here, just feel into this for a moment. What if it's possible that the laws and the policies that those on the gun control side want so badly, what if they all got passed? And what if there were still, <laughs> I'm waiting for him to kind of wander off. There we go, okay, he's kind of a grumpy guy. Let's send him love. <laughs> okay. <sighs> What if it's possible that all of the policies that, that you want to, that you, if you're on the gun control side, want to have in place, actually that it doesn't decrease school shootings, that it doesn't decrease this or that? What if there's other illegal ways that people find to bring in guns? Um, let's look at drugs, right? Cocaine, opioids, it's not the same thing. Um, there's so many laws in place. I mean, you think of the prohibition in the USA, was that in the 20s when alcohol was illegal? There was still alcohol. There were other, there's other ways to make alcohol and personal distilleries, um, moonshine, that kind of stuff. So weaponry is something that um, those that are of a... <sighs> demented state of, of awareness and affairs, they tend to find a way to hurt people. So some would say, but isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth a try? You may find out. You may find out if it's worth a try. You may get the support to that. But it is unfair to ask humanity to all of a sudden become conscious and loving and sane and mentally healthful just because they don't have legal access to things that can harm other people. Some of you are turning us off right there because that's not what you want to hear. But don't you know it's true? 
there are so many ways that humans hurt themselves and hurt others. And we hate watching that as much as you do. But the idea that you can legislate goodness, the idea that with the right amount of policies, we can save lives, we don't see that. We wish it were true. We go back to this truth that Earth was created as a place within the time-space continuum for forgetting that you're God. This group is um, very different. You operate very differently in that system because you've incarnated for your current incarnation, remember, trying to remember or remembering, being in the process or even somewhat remembering that you are source energy. We're still monotheistic. But that you are a part, a valuable part, a unique part, a one-of-a-kind part of source energy. So who and what you are in your reality is very, very different than the vast majority of humanity. Now, some of you are asking, but isn't everybody waking up? Gosh, we're just filled with good news today. No, not everybody is incarnated right now to wake up. And not all of humanity will wake up. So does that mean that we're asking you to get used to killing humans, killing other humans? No. Does it mean that it's going to get worse? Not necessarily. Does it mean it can't get better? Not necessarily. It could get better. But the fact is it hasn't. And some of you have been on your path claiming and living as a beautiful version of light for decades. So every time some of you see these mass school shootings or events like in Vegas or the events that happen in other parts of the world, sometimes every time that happens, some of you take it personally because you had been told that you are here to turn the lights back on for earth and that that would mean that all of humanity ends up waking up and stepping into their own light. From our perspective and how we view your reality, you haven't failed at all. You've exceeded beyond probably your own expectations of what's possible. The goal being how much love can you hold within the human form? Love for yourself and love for all others. And of course, now knowing, hopefully even more, that loving all of humanity doesn't mean liking all of humanity or wanting to be friendly with all of humanity but that root love for their source energy is there. Even when you disagree, even when they're acting like idiots, or even when you're acting like an idiot. So if, if you can set down the idea that your incarnation was to help rescue humanity from itself, if you can set that down and just step away from it for a minute, and possibly replace it with the more expanded, truer view that you are here to be your light and to turn on the light within your human and to expand your vibration beyond anything that your family ever told you was possible. 
beyond what you were even told was possible, that you're constantly surprising yourself at how much love you're fitting, how much light you're fitting within that human bodysuit. That that is success in so many ways. Jesus was not able to save humanity from itself. Jesus being here did not mean everybody all of a sudden dropped the concept of an enemy or hate. It didn't, when Jesus was here, it didn't mean that there was no famine. Him having been here didn't change the world. We completely appreciate and we can actually observe within some of you that this feels like the biggest letdown possibly ever. That you may be feeling slumped in your chair, feeling like, well, then what's the point? If it was only to turn on my light, then what difference does that make? A lot. The structure and fabric of humanity is connected to the rest of the humans. And right alongside that, there is individual sovereignty available to all life within your reality. Every single instance of a form of life claiming for itself, not by birthright, not by um, deed, not by being saved, but by declaration that it claims its sovereignty, its vibrational field is naturally more in alignment with source energy that it is eternally a part of, including while it's human. Every time that happens, there is a shift within the human race. But unconsciousness is still readily available and the norm. So will those that have claimed their sovereignty ever outnumber those that are in a state of sleepwalking unconsciousness, forgetting that they are also one with source? We don't know, but we doubt it. Because of the way humanity has been going, (laughs) the trend line, and also because, more importantly, what Earth was built for. Earth still allows for unconsciousness, and there are still new arrivals, new births of beings, of souls that are here to forget that they're God, that that is still part of their mission. What will happen when I create a human for myself and I forget that I'm God? What will I do? Let's go see. I've heard Earth is a trip. I want to find it for myself. They may not have included any pre-wiring for remembering We know that there are so many other spiritual messengers and messages that are to the exact contrary of what we're saying. We know about them. When we first shared this information with Jill, she was disappointed. And then she had a different challenge facing her of what do I do with this information? Who else knows this? And we encouraged her that she, (sighs) 
what we saw within Jill as she accessed this deeper truth, this higher truth about what earth is, what it's continuing to be, and what a group of hijackers like, like her and you guys can do and can accomplish and be. We saw her vibrational field expand dramatically, like light warp, warp speed version. And it changed everything about how we interact with her because it showed that she was strong enough in her light to access the big truths that most of humanity either doesn't know what to do with, doesn't want to be true, or it's almost like their structure of light is too fragile to accept that this even is a possibility, let alone that it's true. So as she eased into these ideas that not everybody here on the planet is going to awaken, not only in her lifetime, but in any lifetime, she started to reassess who and what she is and what light is and what it can be in this reality when you're no longer kind of betting on or depending on the rest of humanity to wake up. And we saw her light increase and become stronger and more durable in that exploration. And that's what motivated her to share these types of messages with you guys. We were always willing to share these messages with everyone, but <laughs> she wasn't. And we like it when Jill's on board <laughs> with, what, with what, we, what we share. So we're not saying anything to disappoint you. We're saying these things to help you be true about the light of source that you are and that the light of source is in all realities, including this one, even when it's in the midst of being forgotten and or denied. Earth is a special place. Earth is a wonderful experience for um, wonderful, not wonderful, not meaning pleasant, but wonderful meaning it offers amazing experiences for source energy and helping it stay infinite. So for those of you that are very passionate about things like gun control, We're just asking you to also be realistic that the outcome that you want may not happen with that policy. For those of you that are for gun rights, we want to remind you that we see your heart and we see your love even if what feels like the majority sometimes doesn't agree with you and wants to demonize you because of your truths and your perspective and your wanting to protect your family from a government that you don't trust or from a government that you may not trust in the future and you just want to hedge your bets. We see you. Hmm.
What we see happening right now is a significant expansion in your heart chakra. That some of you may have heard things you hadn't heard before. Some of you heard things again, but you like how it came out. Um, some of you didn't like anything that you heard, <laughs> and somehow you're still here. <laughs> um, this ability to be this true vessel of love, even with things that you disagree with, and even with people that you don't like, is a huge opportunity that we see that you also signed up for. Okay? Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's shift gears here a little bit. We're going to, Jill wants to talk about some other things. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of divisiveness and polarity, sometimes I see things ahead of when they're really obvious. I see like leading indicators of things and they make me kind of really get curious and, and feel into my other choices. And that is definitely, definitely happening right now when it comes to some of the social media platforms. Um, for those of you that are connected to me on Facebook, you probably saw my post this weekend saying, what the, what the heck is going on with my newsfeed? Um, and you may want to check that out if you haven't. And there is more activity in general on my personal profile versus my business page. So it's facebook.com forward slash Jill Renee online um, is the best place to check that out. We have, we have fun conversations sometimes on there. The business page, and I've talked to other, other soul entrepreneurs, and they have the same experience that with the way the business pages are wired, there just seems to be less um, interaction, less commenting, less, I don't know why that is, but it just is. Anyway, so I'm not forcing it. I'm not, you know, doing a lot on my business page for that reason, because I like the interaction with you guys a lot of the time. Oh, tickly nose, sorry. Okay, so... I am exploring um, other ways to interact. Um, I'm looking at alternatives to YouTube. Um, by the way, some of you may have the impression that YouTube is only, you know, going after like the Alex Joneses, regardless of what you feel about him. Um, but what I also saw, I got an email from somebody saying that their alternative health YouTube channel, I think their whole channel was shut down. Um, and I'm just hearing more and more of this from those that are sort of like um, viewed as fringe. Um, so whether that's alternative health, alternative news, alternative uh, perspectives, you know, anyway. Um, and that bothers me. So I actually don't feel like anything that I'm doing would be, I mean, I'm I definitely consider myself alternative but I don't think I'd hit any of the, the markers for them to shut anything that I'm doing down. So it's not about that. It's more about the value system. I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with YouTube or Twitter or Facebook um, saying that they don't, you know, based, and I'm sure they're doing the best they can with what they know. But again, that doesn't mean I have to like it. So I, when I see a business um, doing something that I'm like, I don't support that. I find myself wanting to pull back and not, um, not hang out there. So I'm, I, I, I just, am, I'm that way. PayPal did some weird things, um, to other people before. And then they started acting really strange with me when I was, um, selling, um, my trips. Uh, anyway, 
<laughs> I kind of do want to talk about that. I may talk that talk about that in another video, just with those that are that are kind of sole entrepreneurs and should I use PayPal for a payment system? I would love. I'm totally open to sharing my experience with you, but I definitely am not a fan of PayPal right now. It felt a lot like Big Brother, and that they were really disrespecting the like seven year relationship I have with them. And I kind of felt like I was being babysat. They were like, well, you, you know, you're charging. Now I'm going there. I'm just going there right now. Okay, fine. I'll just do it. Okay. So here we go. Well, this is what happened. Um, when I sell my chips, it's obviously a huge spike in the transaction amount relative to the normal things I'm selling, whether it's classes I'm offering for sale, private sessions for sale, these trips get expensive, right? Um, so as I'm, you know, billing somebody using a PayPal invoice for like a down payment on a trip or the whole trip, it shows a spike. They don't like spikes. <laughs> Any, anybody that's handling money, I've learned they don't like surprises of any variety, even if it's good, right? So they're like, whoa, 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 what's going on with this girl's account? So they went in and they looked at my account relative to the history of transactions and all of a sudden they got excited in a bad way about, well, wait a minute, we need to, so they actually froze my account where I could still do business with my PayPal account, but I couldn't take any money out. And I was just like, wait, that's, that's my money. <laughs> I mean, like, hold the phone a minute. And they're like, wait a minute, what's going on here? They didn't have to warn me. They didn't have to ask my permission. Nobody called me. Nobody called me. We've been in business for years. I, I'm not obviously making them like oodles. They're not like, oh, Jill, Jill went offline. We need to call Jill. She's a great customer. But I make them pretty good money. Those fees add up, right? Um, nobody called me to say, hey, Jill, you know, you've been a business partner of ours for seven years or so. And all of a sudden you're getting these bigger transactions. What's going on, right? That's not their policy. I don't know why, but I think it should be. So out of total disrespect for me, they're like, this is suspicious. You know, they didn't even call me to say, hey, you've got some unusual activity. Is this real? Is there, did somebody hijack your account and fraudulent? They immediately went to, this can't be, you know, like, right. Um, this is, this, you know, something about this makes us feel uncomfortable. We don't need any information from Jill. Let's just freeze it. And then they asked me finally in an email, I think within a day, like, okay, we, we've seen some unusual transactions of higher dollar amounts. So, you know, we need this. And the list was long. We need this. 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 And most business owners, you guys, most business owners would not have been able to respond to those questions. I'm pretty on the ball. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, I take my stuff seriously. So when they asked for like, what is the marketing materials for the trip? Um, who is the travel agency that you're working with? They asked really good questions once they had some information about what I was selling. And I was actually impressed with their questions. I responded with the answers to every single one of their questions within like 12 hours. That's how motivated I was <laughs> to get this figured out because I had payments to make to the travel agency too. So it's not like I was just going to sit on the money myself there. Um, so I answered all those questions, their questions. And then within, I think a couple of days, they said, okay, thank you. I think they said, thank you. They said, we're going to hold all of your balances, all of your balances, no matter what I'm selling, by the way. We're going to hold 30% of it in reserve and then we'll reevaluate at the end of February because my trip mainly it was for the Egypt and Petra trip and the trip was completed right around February 15th or something. So I'm like, damn it is what I was thinking. And I'm like, okay, so they're going to, so immediately when they did that, I'm like, you know what? PayPal isn't my only option. <laughs> so I don't trust you as a business partner anymore. 
And I can't, I mean, it would be ridiculous of me to, to invoice any of the other travelers, their balances or their down payments through PayPal, right? So I immediately switched over to my Stripe account, which accepts credit cards. So every, all the other transactions, pretty much everything I can, has now been through my Stripe account because I don't trust PayPal and I don't like what they did and I don't like how they did it. I get it, but through a conversation, we could have gotten, I think, where we needed to go. And again, I was, when it happened to me, I'm like, fudge, because I had heard of it happening to other people for also ridiculous reasons, and it's just, it's really sad. So, oh, you guys, sorry, I have to pause for a second. Samson is dropping his ball when they're mowing, so this is dangerous. Okay, hang on a second. Okay, there we go, sorry. Samson has this trick, if he's outside with anyone mowing the lawn, he'll drop the ball right in the path of the lawnmower so that who's ever mowing has to stop, get the ball, throw the ball, and then he just keeps doing it. He's very smart. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. So um, I switched everything over to Stripe, and then this, so I have this experience of these well-intended business partners, supposedly, just doing things that it's totally at odds with what, what I need and what I want and what's fair to me, and I don't like it. So I've pulled back from PayPal in the same way that I wanted to pull back from Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Because to me, what I like about Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter is that it lets all of us interact with each other. But now they're saying that based on their criteria, um, something is dangerous, or it's so-called fake news, or it's untested, or it's lack of evidence. And you guys, this is why I pulled away from TED and TEDx. Those, I used to love those presentations when they first happened. And then when they started to get flack from the, the unscientific speeches and those that weren't science-backed and based on evidence, etc., I immediately was just like, okay, wait a minute, this whole thing is going to change now because literally Jesus would not be allowed at a TEDx or a TED presentation. <laughs> Just think about that for a minute. This was years ago. When this first happened, it was like 2005 or something like that when that first came out. What year is it? 2000? Oh my God. It's, I've been with PayPal since 2000. It's been way longer than seven years. Okay, I'm in a time warp here. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just getting giggly now. Okay, so this option that we have for deciding is somebody have they changed in a way that you don't like what they're being and that you want them to be something else. You don't have to keep your business there. There may be alternatives. So that's what I'm doing right now um, is evaluating where I want to be and who I want to support with my work. And my work is not even a blip on most of these folks' radar, but it's a principles thing <laughs> for me. Um, so I'm exploring that. Um, I heard that Carrie Cassidy, who is she still with Project Camelot? Anyway, um, she's hosting she's hosting some sort of panel um, this Thursday with folks about censorship on these social media platforms, and I, I'm intending to tune in for that and listen because I'm curious about what what are folks doing, and I can learn, you know, maybe what the research that they've done and what they found out. So anyway, that's where we're at. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited. I kind of, again, these are those platforms shifting, right? And I'm just kind of like, okay, where do, where do I want to be? Where do I want to share my work um, in these areas? So I do want to say, if I ever make a change and 
and it disrupts your process with me because you and I, we interact in a whole bunch of different places. Some of you and I interact via just the YouTube channel or just Facebook or just these calls and you're not on any social media and you wait for a newsletter when I send you a video. So there's a whole bunch of different forms. If I ever ditch something and you're like, hey, wait, that's where I interacted with you, then always please send me an email because that's not my intention. And um, I'm just figuring out my options and choices. And I want to say rewarding the platforms that are more personally aligned with my beliefs. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. So what else is going on? Um, the Living Ascended series we wrapped up uh, a couple weeks ago. The Q&A call was fabulous. And that Living Ascended series is still the kind of freshest um, series that we've created together. And I highly recommend it. Um, the Ascension Code series I loved is definitely one of my favorites. Um, but for some people, it was a little too much. <laughs> we, uh, the truths were a little bit too, too, like, wait, what? Um, so the Ascension Codes, although very popular, there were some people that couldn't finish it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to bother anybody. Um, I, intention, my, I, I promise you that my intention with everything that we do <coughs> oh my goodness, that my intention with everything that we do is to help you access more of your life within yourself. Um, and the Ascension Codes delivered that, but we went at some heavier things that I don't often like to talk about. So in some ways it reminds me of today's call. Um, but anyway, the whole series is, was really, really like uh, shift orienting. Living Ascended is a much easier, <laughs> much easier ride and very inspiring, very uplifting. And I've heard of amazing feedback from people. So, plus I think the Living Ascended series may be in my top five in terms of the Q&A call. It was absolutely awesome. And I, of course, I thank you guys for that because that's entirely driven by your questions and what you ask. Um, anyway, so the Living Ascended series, I highly recommend. You can just Google Jill Renee Feeler um, living Ascended to find that. Okay. What else is going on? Ah, events. Okay. We, um, have various events. Uh, let me look here and see if I can find, of course I won't easily find the dates. Okay. So we have a New York city event that we are, and Jumbo, Jumbo, John Burgos and I are doing that one together, um, like we did in LA last July. So we're talking about May 19th for that one. Um, I'd love to see any of you that can make it to New York City. It's just an afternoon event. It's probably going to be like 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. or 12 to 5 or something like that. Um, that one, yeah, I'm really excited about that. And then, of course, we have the Mary Magdalene adventure at the end of September. And no, I won't invoice you with PayPal. <laughs> um, we have the Zion retreat in October. And then I am working on another Egypt and Petra trip in January of 2019. And a Greece adventure in September 2019. So those are the things on the calendar for now. And I love you guys. I love you so much. And I love what we're doing together. I love that we're fringe. I love that we're rebellious. And I love that we're creating our own way. So let me know if you have questions about today's call. You can email me or comment if you're on YouTube or on social media, if I'm still there. <laughs> you can comment there. Um, I could easily get back to you there. Okay. 
I guess that's it. I love you guys. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Uh, am I going to sing today? I got a cough now that I went outside with the allergy thing. Yeah, I'll sing. Samson, come here, honey. Oh, what do I want to sing? As I watch the numbers drop off. Yes, I know. It's okay. Not everybody likes to hear me sing. I'm not going to force it on you. Um, okay. I think that's what it's called. Dang it. Oh, I'm going to forget the name of it. Um, let me look. Samson, I know you want to go outside with the men. I'm sorry. Sorry, you guys, this is going to take me a second. Um, it could be Casting Crowns. No. Maybe it's Mercy Me. Sorry, this is, I should plan these ahead, I know. Some of you that are thinking that right now, you're right, I should. Ah, there it is. Okay, good. It is. I did have the name right. I just needed the artist. Okay, it's called Here With Me by Mercy Me. And I do sing better when there's a little, a little in the background there. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, I love this song. Okay, hopefully you guys like it too. I long for your embrace Every single day To meet you in this place and see you face to face will you show me reveal yourself to me because of your mercy I fall down on my knees And I can feel your presence here with me Suddenly I'm lost within your beauty Caught up in the wonder of your touch here in this moment, I surrender to your love. You're everywhere I go. I am not alone. You call me as your own To know you and be known You are holy 
Oh, interesting. So on the video version that I played, there's this, um, there's this passage here from the New Testament. It says, this then is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. First John 3.19. Goosebumps, <laughs> right? Ooh, okay. All right, you guys, that's a wrap. How are you guys doing on the live call? For those of you that are still here, we literally dropped more than in half. I <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'm overtaking it personally. It's totally okay that not everybody is here to hear me sing and that some don't want to hear me sing. And I'm trying to see what Birds of Prey is flying over. I hope it's a bald eagle. You're so welcome, Suzanne. She says, uh, uh, she said, awesome. Thanks for the scripture too. David says, thank you. And for singing. You're welcome, David. I love you guys so much. Oh, I love you. I love what we did today. I hope that you enjoyed it. And I love interacting with you and this life that you and I um, are uniquely sort of vibing with and creating in this reality. I, I'm more, more and more comfortable that a few of us um, seem to be looking at light and love in this way, but I know it works. And that's my main priority is that we feel eternally loved by source and that we feel that love, that same love for everybody else, that it's there, that it's available. Even again, when we don't like somebody in our humanness, it's not about that, you guys. We don't have to like everybody in order to feel a soulful love for them, okay? 
nobody's asking you to like whatever human is doing. Okay, that's, that's unfair and unrealistic, especially given the unconsciousness and the sleepwalking that's so prevalent here. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Bye for now and see you soon. Check out the website, jillreneefeeler.com for oodles and oodles more. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye.